0: Hey there, I'm Becca Campbell, your pediatric sleep consultant. Welcome to the Little Z Sleep Podcast, where we make getting sleep help easy. You have an amazing vacation planned, or maybe you're just stepping out of town for a few days. How do you handle the travel day with your baby? You're gonna be maybe in the car or on a plane for a while. How do you handle naps? What are the routines gonna be like? Like, should I just throw all my expectations out the window and think it's gonna be terrible? In today's episode and video, I am going to give you everything you need to know about how to handle the travel day with your baby. One of my hallmarks of like the Campbell family and what we believe in are experiences and traveling. I can vividly remember driving hours on end to get to the beach to meet my family with an 18-month-old, and it wasn't a pleasant experience. experience, but the memories that we made at the beach, I'll never forget those. We have those pictures, and we were able to travel with both of our girls from the early months of their life. And still to this day, they're six and eight years old at the time of this episode. um, We enjoy international trips now with them, and it is a true delight to travel with our kids. And it really does start in these baby days. And so if you're a parent who's thinking like, Well, travel's over, fun is over, because I'm a parent and it's just not possible. It's too much stress, it's too hard. I just want to encourage you that it's only hard if we make it hard. We are going to give you a strategy today that you can implement on the next time you travel with your baby. And I hope, as everything we do at Little Zs, it just gives you some relief that like, actually, it's not that bad. I'm a no-fluff kind of person as you probably have already known. And what I want to be able to share with you today is that when you travel with your baby, yeah, we're gonna have low expectations. However, there are some things that we can do to try to help our baby sleep well, even when we're on the go, and how we can give you some tips and strategies to handle that night when you do arrive at your destination. Now, one of the Things that I am very passionate about when it comes to travel is the time of day. So, I am one of three girls in my family. I have an older and a younger sister. My older sister is a champ at driving. She loves to drive all night long to reach her destination and her kids sleep in the car. Me, as you can tell, I love my sleep. And so, having me stay up all night long to drive, or even Chad and I like switch off. It is not going to happen. And anytime we've gone on family trips, Jen is always the one who just gets in the car at night and drives through the night and arrives the next morning. Kids are ready to go, she goes to take a nap. For me, that is like the opposite of what I can do. So the first question that I always help people address is, well, when should I leave? What's the ideal time to travel with my baby? Honestly, It's your personality. If you are someone who's like a night owl and you are good to go, you can get your favorite snacks and drinks and just hit the road and go for it, Great, you do you. Or if you're someone who's like, nope, I need to be in my bed for eight to nine hours and then wake up refreshed and leave the next morning, then that's your plan. So I also wanna just put the little safety plug in there that if you are traveling through the night, make sure you have someone who's with you to keep you awake. If you have a partner or a friend who's gonna drive with you to make sure that everyone's staying awake so that everyone's safe, analyze the time that is best for your family to leave morning, nighttime, or even middle of the day. Some families actually prefer to leave during a nap time. And so if this is your family, knowing that maybe your child sleeps well in the car and it's totally fine by you, great. Pack the car, be ready to go, or choose the flight time that aligns to your baby's nap time. Do their nap time routine, strap them into the car seat and start your drive or get on the plane. And when you're in your transit, hopefully the baby will fall asleep. You can't force them to, but if you know that your baby naps really well on the go, this could be a great option for you. Just a little aside, one time I flew with our youngest, Hattie, and she was awesome as a sleeper on the go. And I got her asleep in the baby carrier, and I walked on the plane so proud because we had a two-year-old and the baby in the carrier. I'm like, look at me. I'm amazing. (laughs) I was flying by myself, and I sat down, and the stewardess came by and was like, hey, you can't have her strapped to your chest. You need to take her out of the baby carrier. I was like, what? I planned this whole thing. So just FYI, on the plane, you're not gonna be able to have a baby carrier strapped to you and hold them. In my case, they asked me to take her out, and of course she woke up, and then I was really stressed out. However, um, maybe check your airline and call and ask those questions, but just a warning for those who are thinking, like me, that that would be a flawless plan. So if your baby does sleep well on the go, that's your strategy. You're going to do the nap time routine, get your little one on the go or in the car, in the plane, whatever it is, and help them fall asleep if they need that. That's totally fine because you're in transit. They're not in the normal position of sleep. If you have a child who does not sleep well on the go, like my first kid, here's what we did with her. When we knew we were traveling, we would pack the car during her first nap because at least we could get one good nap in. So we would pack the car, get everything ready to go, and as soon as she woke up from her nap, I would pick her up, I would feed her, and then we'd get her in the car and start driving. And so this helped me know, okay, she's already had a good nap, she's fed, she's happy, we're good, and it was much more easier for my mental load instead of struggling with like, "Oh my gosh, is she going to fall asleep? She's not. What can I do?" It's an easier way to know, again, your baby's personality. Can they sleep on the go? Do they reject sleeping on the go? And how can you plan that? So whether you want to leave super early in the morning, before a nap time, after a nap time, or at night, this is going to depend on your family and your baby's personality. Now let's talk about the naps that will happen on the go. Because if you have a really long car ride, even if you do leave after one nap, they may or may not fall asleep again. And so I just really want to come and tell you that it's okay if your whole day is thrown off. When you are on a plane or in a car, schedules are non-existent. It's a temporary situation that you just need to let go and release any expectation that at two o'clock, my baby will take a nap. It's not going to happen. Don't stress yourself out about it. And I'm telling you this from someone who did stress herself out about it. I would hang blankets, like swaddle blankets, on the windows, pump up my noise machine, and get that right next to the the car seat, all the things. But that's not helping anyone, and it just caused tension between me and Chad as we were driving and trapped in a car. There's nothing else to do, so why am I stressed out about my baby sleeping? This is your permission to just release it, and know that the travel day is going to be a completely off day. If you are riding on an airplane, I want you to, yes, throw the schedules out, but enjoy the contact naps. This was the absolute best for me. As someone who had both of my daughters sleeping independently in their cribs in their own rooms at four months and beyond, For me, having a contact nap on travel days was like, I just relished it and cherished it and took all the photos. So I want you to enjoy that, take pictures, remember that, and again, don't stress out. One day, or even if you're in the car for multiple days, it's not going to completely undo all the work that you've done to implement a great sleeper and a great schedule. Okay, finally, you've arrived at your destination. Yes, whether that's on plane or by car. I want you to set up your baby's sleep space the moment you reach your destination, whether it's a hotel room or a rental or a family's home, wherever you're staying in, set up your baby's sleep space. Here's why. You're going to probably get your baby to sleep much earlier, and instead of just arriving and enjoying and talking and hanging out, and then later being like, oh, shoot, I got to set up there all the equipment and all the slumber pod and everything like that, Instead of stressing out about it later, just do it first. That way, you can be reading your baby's cues. Every kid is different. If you have a very sensitive sleeper who is very aware of the fact that they have been awake for too long, they are very overtired, you're likely gonna do an an earlier bedtime. And so as soon as you get to your destination, maybe you're setting up their space, they're saying hello to everybody, and you immediately put them down for bed at 5.30. That's not crazy if they didn't sleep at all that day. Or if you have a baby who can hang and is a little bit more comfortable with pushing their wake windows, then perhaps you're getting there, setting up their sleep space, and then enjoying the time with family and friends and catching up, and then, okay, let's do bedtime routine and put you down at the normal time. Overall, these strategies of acknowledging when you should leave for your travel day and also how the travel day will go and getting your baby down at the bedtime on the first day, after traveling all day. This is all dependent on what your child does. But I hope that by giving you these strategies and just some things to talk through, it's giving you some ideas and also giving you the motivation that like, it's not gonna be so bad. And let me know in the comments, Like, did you need to hear the fact that you just need to release your expectations? I hope so. I hope that by, committing to travel and enjoying and making memories with your family, you're not holding like anxiousness that it has to be perfect, because it's not. Nothing is going to be perfect. Traveling with a baby, there's going to be all kinds of things that happen, but I would love for you to be as prepared as possible, which is why we've put together the Little Z's Travel Guide. This is a comprehensive guide that will give you a Printable packing list for your baby and also for toddlers. It'll give you a printable list of what to take in the car, on the plane, snacks that work in the car and on the plane, how to stay in a hotel room, how to share a sleeping space with your baby, how to set up the room, what expectations you should have on your travel experience, and everything in between. Plus, how to get back on track when you're home. So this comprehensive guide is ready for you. You can check out the links below and grab your travel guide so that you have full confidence that even when you're away from home, sleep can still be a thing. With spring and summer now here and right around the corner, I absolutely hope that you are gaining that confidence to go make the memories, book the trips, go have fun. Just because you're a parent doesn't mean that you cannot enjoy travel anymore. Get your little ones out there in the world to explore and make those memories together. Thanks so much for being here. Stay tuned. Make sure you subscribe to this YouTube channel and podcast so you never miss an episode. We have more travel stuff coming for you, and I can't wait to share. Sweet dreams. See you next time. Thanks so much for being here today on the Little Z Sleep Podcast. If you're looking for resources to help your family make sleep a thing and finally get the rest that you and your child both deserve, head to littlezsleep.com to find your child's sleep program and also all of our free resources from our YouTube blog and podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Sweet dreams. See you next time.